You can't be serious, man. You cannot be serious! boxing fan or indeed a sports fan and you are a you are an or a a patriotic and patriotic a patriotic Australian uh, we have a very special guest we're about to speak to and if you hear loud panting going on it's not me or our guest or anyone else that's in here that's got excited uh, Sue Stanley OAM has brought her dog in and it pants like uh, the spirit of progress. Uh, it will could pant the house down. Uh, so if you hear that, that's not anyone else. That's an animal. Uh, so we have with us a man who's about to embark on a world title fight in Las Vegas. On um, I'm, go- I'm, def- I'm going to tell you when he's going to embark on a world title fight in Las Vegas. And um, uh, No, I don't want you to. I've written it down. I just want you to show that I'm... Um, um, uh, holy uh, March the thirty first in Las Vegas, and uh, he will be on a uh, a card, the same card as uh, Tim Zhu, who's going over there to fight for another Australian world title, another Australian. And we have with us uh, we have uh, the great John Locko, the ex uh, Lord Mayor of Brighton and General Bon Vivant around the world. As uh, uh, John Locko actually has the name of the unknown soldier. He knows everyone. Uh, we have uh, Sue Stanley, OAM, and we have Michael Zarafa, who's uh, sitting opposite me, and his father, Manny, is uh, here with him. I don't know where your missus is, uh, <laughs> Selena, but she's not here. I, I, I presume she's not here just for work commitments. Nothing's happened since I saw you last, has it? Correct. No, no very good. Work. She's working away. And I should say, we have spoken to Michael before on the podcast, and I think I... Rang him once, he very graciously took the call after the schmozzle that uh, never went ahead with Tim Zhu after the COVID uh, fracas that went on and about, uh, so we've covered all that. So welcome Michael. Now, uh, yeah, this, this is uh, what you dream of and this is what you've uh, prepared for, I presume, since uh, your dear old dad Manny let you uh, start boxing. 24 years, yeah, I started when I was seven years old and like I said, it's been a long journey but we're here now and... March 30, we go over to, to Vegas and um, we fought 12 rounds against Lara for the world title. So I'm looking looking forward to that. So, um, uh, John, any time you want to ask a question, uh, jump in. So, uh, so Zara, uh, Lara is a 41-year-old man, and um, we'll call him a man uh, in this day and age. You're never, never sure, Manny. Uh, when we were growing up, mate, uh, uh, you're either a man or a woman, but uh, this could be any, uh, Mr. Lara could be anyone, and I'm sure he's not. Um, and he's had, uh, he's had uh, uh, 32, he's had 29 fights, um, three losses and three draws, as opposed to uh, the great uh, Michael Zarafa, <laughs> who's had uh, 32 fights for four losses. So we're pretty evenly matched statistics-wise. I want to know, and I've, I've, I've read a bit of um, the pre-publicity about uh, you're more hungry than uh, Mr Lara. 
um, uh, why, why, how can you be more hungry than a man who is the world champion and uh, wants to stop you taking his title off him, Michael? Well, he's been there before and he's done it. You know, he's held the title for, for numerous years now and I've yet to taste, you know, the world, the world championship belt. So for me, I've, I've been training for 24 years for this opportunity and, um, you know, for, for him, it's, um, he's been there, done that. For me, I'm yet to be there, like I said, and, um, you know, I'm ready to take it off him. You know, it's my time now. Now, we are over here in Australia, a very, um, you are and we are a very big fish in a small pond, uh, Manny, you'd say that, wouldn't you? Yes, uh, But when you go over there, this is a whole new world. They reckon there's about 160 million people will watch the fight or download it or pay to watch it. Uh, we'll get on to I hope you're getting a slice <laughs> of that. Uh, but So this is, uh, we're in a whole different ballgame here. It's all right to be physically good at something, but the mental and spiritual side of it, mate, is probably what'll get you through. Have you ever thought of, if you thought about that? Yeah, like it crossed my mind, obviously, when you go into, you know, unfamiliar territory, but I've been there before and I've had to acclimatise and, um, you know, it's just another day in the office for me. Like I said, I've got a, a job to do and uh, you know, I'm in camp already starting, you know, 10 weeks out. So preparation is on point. I'm working the body and the mind. I'm seeing a sports psych once a week. Are you? Just to, yeah, just to program the mind that little bit more. You know, every, every percent matters and um, especially in a fight like this. So for me, no stone will be left unturned and it's time to just go out there and, and be me and give it 200% and whatever what's the outcome is will be. What's a sport, sports psychiatrist tell you to do to focus on? Uh, just be present, you know, that's that's the key is be present, you know, people that think in the future you give yourself anxiety, people that think, you know, in the past you get the depression about it, so for me just being just being present and, um, you know, knowing what I've got to do and being in the moment, um, a lot of people, you know, already thinking about the fight eight weeks from now and, you know, you get anxiety because you're thinking about all oh, what could go wrong or what could go right and I just, today's today and I just get through today and tomorrow's a new day and just be present. So that's a very interesting thing you say about, uh, not you necessarily, but you mentioned it, about being depressed if you fail. Um, you watch the tennis players who yeah. fly out here and lose in the first round and they think, gee, where's my career going? You watch anyone who fails or gets beaten in sport and uh, you think you never think of uh, how that depresses people. So um, uh, you have you suffered with depression in, bo in boxing, not in the rest of your life? No, not at all. No, not at all. I've never, never really... Always proactive? Yeah, always just staying, trying to stay positive. I mean, you have your good days and your bad days and, um, you know, sometimes uh, some days are worse than others. But I just try, to, like I said, just try to stay present. You know, even if you think about anything in the past that's good, um, you know, you'll get sad about it because you want to go relive that time. Um, and anything that's in the future, like I said, you give yourself anxiety. You're thinking about, the, you know, what could go wrong or what could go right. So... For me, like I said, you wake up, and every day I wake up sore, tired, you know, can't be bothered. Motivation probably hasn't kicked in, but it's just that will to win, and you just got to do it. So, Michael Zarefa, have you thought, uh, just, uh, um, have you thought your career is on the line on the 31st in Las Vegas? If it doesn't go your way, then what? You just do it again and uh, that's, this is not a, a, a this is not a defining moment in your life is it uh, look a lot of people say it would be you know I'm, I've, I've fought everybody I've been all around the world and um, you know this is this is the world title now but for me I'm a very hungry fighter and competitive um, so you know God willing if it didn't go my way I'd, I'd bounce right back and, and try to fight the next guy um, and and this is all I've got I don't have anything else to go to so for me boxing and fighting is my life um, yeah, no, if it doesn't go my way, I'll just have to bounce back and fight the next guy. Good. Now, so, so you said that um, you're motivated particularly by, uh, these are your words, uh, the crap that you've gone through and the lies and the haters. Mm. 
What lies of people? Why do people? Why do people hate you? Are you a braggart? Your your term is the pretty boy. Uh, your yeah, pretty yeah. boy. That's what your uh, nickname <coughs> is. Why do they hate you? Or or what lies do they tell you? Tell about you? Um, I've been. I've been. Um, you know. Put out to the media that I'm, I'm the villain, which I'm okay with. I mean, the villain always gets paid, and the the, the villain gets gets hurt. Um, in every sport, there's a bad guy, and I'm more than happy to be that guy. But um, you know, obviously, that stuff that happened with Tim Zoo just actually, over that was that yeah about a few that, years yeah. back. You know, I've never shied away from a fight. I fought everybody. I've been all around the world and fought bigger names than Tim Zoo in worse conditions for less for less money. But um, you know, the fact that they were saying that I I ran away from the fight. Yeah, you know, no, I. I, I uh, yeah, that on. was never the case. You know, there was obviously um, contractual things yep. and and you know ex management and, and stuff like that, which obviously I can't dip into because of legal reasons. But um, yeah, like I said, it was never the case, and obviously I was and I pitched out to be that. Think guy. I think you weren't allowed to bring people down to Victoria because the Premier had put a restriction on how many people could fly during the COVID thing. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. There was so much things, um, yep. you know. And then obviously I found the truth once um, you know everything came out and. Yeah, I was I was lied to and from from the inner circle and um, was promised things that weren't delivered and yeah, like I said, it was just out of completely out of my hands and I couldn't go there and fight by myself with no team. So it is absolutely sort of not ironic, but it's what a coincidence that uh, Tim Zhu and you <laughs> are going over and fighting on the same day yeah. in the same ring. Uh, you know, a, a couple Who of, thought? Uh, about about apart, but. Um, have you spoke? Do you get on with Tim Zhu? Have you got some sort of relationship with nah, him? No, look, I don't. Look, I don't hate Tim Zhu. You know he, that last name's you know obviously legendary. His old man's an absolute superstar, and um, I'm a big fan of of his old man. But it's just that competitiveness between you know him and I. Um, you know he thinks he's the best. I think I'm the best. Styles make fights, and there's only one way to settle that. You know that bragging right, and that's obviously to fight. And may the best man win. But you know there's physically nothing that's actually happened between us. Besides that competitiveness, I mean, oh. I'm sure you would have had it with football. You know, you got those yep. players. Um, you know, there's fighters in the past that I fought. You know, like Isaac Harbin, where we just generally personality clash and just did not like each other. But um, you know, with me and Tim, there's nothing that's actually physically happened. It's just, um, you know, just that competitiveness. Uh, so I should know this, but uh, I, you're not the same weight um, bracket, are you? Uh, we oh, look. I, or I, you I've could be, or you division, but you yeah. could be. Both of you could be Easy. if you. Easy, yeah. Put on weight or lost weight, but as we stand here now or sit here now, Tim is fighting for a what title? So he holds the WBO, uh, and they actually knock back his world title. WBO so what? World title? No, no, but what light? Super. Oh, he's a welterweight. Oh no, he's a light middleweight. Light middleweight. He's sixty nine. So there's only a kilo and a half between us. And you're fighting for the middleweight. I see. Yes. So he's sixty nine point eight. I'm seventy two point five. Yeah, so technically speaking, you're not fighting uh, the same uh, in the no. same uh, weight, weight division, division no. but you could be easily if there's only hundred percent. Yeah, so I've gone up a gram in it. I went up a division. I was the same division as him, and um, you know when I fought Jeff Horn, I went up a division to fight him and, and took the titles off Jeff Horn. And obviously, I was highly world ranked, so I just stayed in that division and and haven't lost since. So. Now, yeah, now, Manny, don't think you're going to sit there and just look at your son. <laughs> I'm going to ask gonna be you, nervous. Now, put, put, speak into the microphone. No, yeah. I'll just I'll pretend you're Don Scott. Now, speak <laughs> into the microphone. Yep. So, so, Manny, you, you'll be going over, I presume. I presume I would be. Yeah, I'm hoping I would be. No, no, you, you're 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 being facetious to me. You're definitely going over. He's got to come. There's yeah. no, there's no. Come yeah. into the microphone, Manny. Where you're going to, you might, some some gold might come out of your mouth. <laughs> we want to hear it. So, um, 
So we get to the airport and we uh, get to the airport and um, uh, Mr. Zoo, Tim, is checking in his bags over here at this carousel and uh, Michael's checking in his bags and we get onto the plane and he's in uh, 1A up the sharp end and Tim's in uh, 1B over the other side of the aisle. Uh, is that likely to happen? And if it does, Manny, um, you'll, be, you'll, just be, uh, you'll be in between them both, do you think? Uh, well, I'll just be me and, and Michael. <laughs> you be might be down in coach down the back. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, probably <laughs> it will never happen, but if it does, no, yeah, that's I'm, right. I'm pretty sure they're both mature enough to uh, get are. onto the flight and get off the flight the way they, they land. And um, from a uh, parental point of view, Manny, um, what have you told your son? What, 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 what have you told him about life and about this opportunity? Or have you just kept out of it? Well, yeah, pretty much kept out of it. The, the main thing I've told him, he's worked pretty hard all, all the life that he has had and uh, to, to just to give it 100%, 110%. And, you know, whatever decision is made at the end, it's, you know, you've given it 110%. You can't ask for anything more. So I know this, for I know this happens, but, but I presume... Well, if I know it happens, I shouldn't say I presume, but you've obviously done uh, some homework on Lara. Uh, what, what's his name? Erislandy. 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 You've obviously done your homework on Erislandy, Lara, um, by watching him fight and watching him maybe lose. What have you uh, deduced from uh, some of the footage you've watched. He's very classy. He's been around. He's fought some of the best. You know, he arguably beat Canelo Alvarez, who is obviously pound for pound the best fighter in the world. Um, you know, he, he's very calculated. He sets up his shots well. He moves well. Um, but he is getting old. And, um, you know, I think that's going to play a big big part in this role to win. He is um, just his work rate. I don't think he's the same fighter he was five to eight years ago um, that he is now. So... I'm going out there, like I said, to uh, upset that and, and, and bring a, a heavy work rate and, um, yeah, hopefully hopefully it doesn't go the distance. So, conversely, have you watched uh, the people that have beaten him uh, to see is there, a, is there a, some sort of pattern with the four people that he's lost to? I think he's lost to four people. Did I, uh, three, He's yeah. lost to... Uh, well, how many? Three. Yeah, three. He's lost to three people. Have you watched those three people beat him and worked out why they beat him? Yeah, yeah. He fought Jared Hurd, who's, um, you know, tall, long, but... To beat him, you just got to sit on his chest. You got—he doesn't like pressure, Lara. Um, you know, he, his work rates halves when you sit on his chest and, and, and try to um, and just try to muscle him out there. So, you know, that's going to be a part of my game plan as well. But um, I think he'll struggle with my speed and power. You know, I really do think that. Now, Michael, you're hoping to be a world champion, um, but this is a world champion, a four-time world champion, aerobics champion. This is Sue Stanley, OAM. She wants to ask you a question. The goat. Now, I mean, you're going to be preparing, but mental rehearsal is probably a big part of, obviously, you can do it physically and you can do the mental rehearsal as in motivation and, and being in the present now, but when you actually mentally rehearse, how do you mentally rehearse the punches? Do you actually go and feel the punches like you see visionary and how you do that how do you go about that well, i try not to get hit that's the that's the main thing I, you know you want to try not to get hit, hit as much as possible but i mean i think we're just conditioned from it and that's when you know you've put in all the work um in training you know you just go out there and, and just try it. i know it's hard to say but try to enjoy it um you know over the years of 24 years of getting hit 
um, yeah, your body just gets conditioned from it. So you don't do any, like if you see like an uppercut, do you do an uppercut or then when you see an uppercut, then you do a round, you know, do you, you do try a to put your punches. You try to put your punches together, um, you know, in training, you're working out combinations and, and game plan. Yeah. And um, yeah, like I said, if, if the game plan, like if you see his head always dropping down to that right, um, you know, and it, it's, a, it's a common mistake he's making or a common movement he keeps doing. Yeah, we try to set game plans where like the uppercut hook will come. So there's no real rehearsal. It's <laughs> actually, no, yeah. you, you've you got to gotta play make it as it there. comes. Yeah, so see, gotta you've got to see it and take it. There's no, because um, you don't know what, what's going to happen. You know, you're going in there to open water really and you, you don't know what he's going to bring, you know. And when, like with the tennis, with the tennis just being on, generally the opposition can um, see the angle of the handle mm. and see where the ball's going to be placed. Do you can you see the punter? Is it or is it that quick? Depending on the fighter, yeah. But sometimes it's that quick. Um, yeah. And if you've got a fighter in like Lara who is you know always setting up game plans and changing you know his style and and um, you know his motion and winning, it's um, yeah, it's it's a different fight. You've always got to change it every round. For 36 minutes. Mr. Locko. Michael, uh, can you take us back to September the 12th, 2015? <laughs> as a 22-year-old in New York City, you fought for a world title. You fought Peter Quinlan. Yeah. How did that fight go? What were the circumstances? And what lessons have you learnt from it in terms of preparing for the big fight you have in Las Vegas, March uh, 31? I think I bit off a little bit more than I could chew um, in that fight. You know, I was 21, I think I was. And, um, you know, I, I heard the money and I heard the name and the opportunity and... Um, I just jumped at it and I was like, you know, I can fight this guy and I hadn't lost, I don't think, by then I might have had maybe one loss and I was like, you know what, I want to bounce, this is my, this is my bounce back fight, you know, to, to shock the world and, um, you know, I went in there and, and tried to tried to be great, I dared to be great and, and I fell short and um, I felt like I was winning the fight, you know, I felt like five rounds in, I was, I was up around, I was catching him but the guy was just too big, too strong, um, you know, I fought a guy who was 32 fights, 32 wins with 31 knockouts, um, you know, at 21 years old, I think I was only like 17 fights in. And obviously the quality I was fighting to the quality he's fought was on two different levels. And, you know, it didn't end well. I ended up getting um, knocked out in the sixth. And, um, yeah, I just – I learned a lot from that fight. In, in terms of dehydration, time of arrival before the fight, that sort of thing? Yeah, look, I never like to make excuses. Um, but, look, that played a huge, a huge role. Um, I was – Super tired. I mean, you know, I was I was I was only there for like three, four days prior. Um, you know, even for the press conferences and stuff like that, they were driving me around four or five hours, and it was a nightmare. But again, you know, Peter Quillen beat me on the night. Didn't go to the decision, so he he got the win clear, you know, clearly. I'll give you a tip, John. Uh, don't get too good at this, mate, uh, or uh, this will be the last time you come <laughs> in. All right. Gotcha, Sam Verger. Uh, uh, any. Uh, Go ahead, anything else? Well, I was going to say, um, in, in terms of your preparation, you go into camp now eight weeks out. Are you a fan or not of the heavy-duty sparring? Because sparring has tended to t- t- change its nature over recent t- well, not recent times, over a considerable period of time in boxing where it's now more heavy-duty than it ever wa- was. Uh, I love sparring. I mean, now that I have to spar southpaws, I'm not a big fan of southpaws, but, um, you know, so it's not as, as fun. But, um, you know, I, I don't mind the hard sparring here and there. You know, obviously, some sparring sessions, you've got to be a little bit more smart. And, and as I'm getting older now, I used to have that mentality when I was younger to just, if I knocked you out, I'd win. You know, I was trying to win spars. Now it's um, a completely different mindset, you know, for the last five, six years. And it's, it's about learning and, and putting what we're learning into, into training, into play, and, and bringing that fight night. So for me, you know, every now and then a good, good slog out is good just to, you know, know that you, you can push and, and go to deep waters. But um, it's a lot of skill, you know, trying to, mentally prepare and set things up. 
Now, Manny is uh, your right-hand man, of course, uh, besides your trainer and your, your team. Uh, but your right-hand woman, uh, Selena, um, she's a great inspiration to you. And uh, does she get nervous or does she – what does she do? And, well, obviously she'll be going over, I Yeah, presume. yeah, she'll be, yeah. She, mm-hmm. doesn't, she doesn't leave my side. I mean, she's not here today. She's working. But, um, yeah, she does a lot for me. And, um, you know, behind every great success there's a greater woman, they always say. And a big shout-out to her. She does a lot for me. But um, – yeah, look, I, she says she doesn't get nervous. Cause she says, I know what you're capable of doing and I know that you can go to deep waters and, and bounce back. But I'm sure like anybody else that's close to me would would uh, would be nervous and, you know, have their doubts. But I just go out there, like I said, it's for me, I'm just trying to better my family and better myself. And um, win, lose or draw, like I said, it is what it is. I used to have this mentality where I used to always get nervous and scared. And people say, aren't you scared or nervous? I'm like, it is what it is. You know, I'm going out there and... I give it 200%. You know, it's just like driving. You don't know what's going to happen. You could go out there and touch wood, something happens. It's the same thing. You get nervous, Manny, or uh, I noticed one of the fathers of one of the tennis players, I think a woman, female tennis player at this, doesn't watch. When, as soon as the match starts, he goes out of the box and walks around outside and uh, doesn't even <laughs> watch his daughter play. Yeah, no, That's I how did, nervous he gets. I did at the start when he he's first started, but now I don't. I know what he's capable of and I know that what he does, as I said, he gives it that, that 100%. Yeah. So those nerves now have died through the years. So he's proven to me that, you know, I don't need to worry as much. You're backed by the... Uh, what about the Aussie boxing media? Um, <coughs> you know, um, uh, Jeff, Fennick and... Um, what well, the, the, no, the what's the bloke? Oh, I can never. Th- he'll, he'll Give me a clue, Sam. Who? Barry Michael. Barry Michael. Oh, Sorry, Barry. Sorry, Barry. I had a Michael. mental block, mate. I had a men- mental block. Uh, they all backed you and uh, been good, uh, good um, PR for you. Or yeah, yeah, they yeah. Look, the Aussie media. Obviously, when all that happened back then, it was very, it was a very dark time. But um, now, like I said, the 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 truth kind of got out there a little bit more. And obviously, I've I've working alongside Tim's team and and his promotions and stuff like that. And with No Limit and Matt Rose, so that kind of put you know the water under the bridge and. Um, yeah, look, everyone's getting behind me. You know, we've got two, two Aussies, two of the best in Australia, I think, um, you know, in, in me and Tim Zhu fighting for world titles. You know, so Australia's getting behind us and you're always going to have those haters and it is what it is. You can't please everybody. Now, what, what about the peripheral things that we, uh, we never think of but I'm sure they lurk in the background? That is, people wanting to sabotage you, uh, <laughs> uh, 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 do something to your meals, do uh, railroad you, have security, have uh, promoters upend you, have... Television, Tonight Show, people want to interview you and uh, uh, all that goes with the territory. Have you covered all those aspects of uh, what might go wrong? Yeah, look, I just try to stay low. I just lay low. Um, You know, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to see you succeed or do better than them and there's a lot of people that are trying to go out there to make your road that little bit harder. But, again, it's it's destined to be and I just just do me and, you know, to and from the gym, I don't go out much and, and party. I've never been that kind of person, so... I have a pretty boring life. So, I'm uh, yeah. living like an old so, man. So get Manny to test your meals before uh, <laughs> yeah. you have to eat them. And if he collapses, you say, I'll yep. just don't think I'll have a crack at that particular course and get on to some other <laughs> uh, area of cuisine. Um, what about, um, have you been, um, I suppose uh, Tim will be asked this too, but it's uh, pretty unusual two Australians going over to fight for a world title in, uh, in front of 160 mil. Have you had any approach from um, 
the TV channels, the mainstream media or the cable networks to uh, just to come on and have a chat about uh, Australia? Yeah, we're getting, we've got a lot of things lined up. Um, there's slowly, so the official announcement comes out tomorrow. Uh, so I've got, a, I've got a press conference um, tomorrow with, with Lara and the whole, the whole network and um, Fox Sports and all that have, have, have hit me up now for a lot of interviews and radio stations and whatnot. So the media will pick up and then obviously over there we, they've just signed a deal with Prime. So um, it's going to be a huge, huge platform of, of media. Michael, who's in your corner and how heavily do you rely upon them? So I've just got uh, recently a new team in America, um, Nonito Denaire, who's a, a former world champion, um, probably one of the best besides Manny Pacquiao to ever come out of the Philippines. And, um, you know, he's been in there with the best names in the world. So I've got him and his team and, um, you know, we are super close and I had the pleasure of meeting them and um, last year and the year before that actually at the WBA convention and we got along and, and we just clicked and uh, he said, look, I can really add to your, your team and I'll be training out of Las Vegas with multiple world champions and um, I feel like this is, this is the team that's going to that's gonna do it. It's going to derail Lara. And you've been making trips to Las Vegas on and off to, to enjoy training camps with those people? Correct, yeah. And now this is the one where it's going to count. We're going to go over in the next two or, say, three weeks and then do a proper acclimatise and, you know, five, six weeks. So I've got plenty of time to adjust and... and um, you know, get everything underway. Any tutelage from the great Freddie Roach along your path? Michael? Yeah, we still talk, um, me and Freddie, and he's too. I see Ernie, who actually messaged me two days ago, um, just seeing if I need any help with anything, and the doors are always open down at Wildcard. And, you know, they're my Wildcard family. As long as, as much as I'm not there for this camp, um, they'll always be my, my family down there, and they always reach out and get behind me for every fight. And, um, yeah, sending my love to those, the boys down there. And currently you're about 2Ks over the 72.5 limit for middleweight. No problems with weight at no, all? Not at all. I'm always, I'm always a professional when it comes to weight. I'm always jumping on the scale every night and making sure that I'm, I'm not over and I'm under. And um, you know, It just makes things a lot easier because so, so I, I, I enjoy food. I don't like restricting myself. And if I want to have a bit of chocolate or sweets, I can. Um, you know, if the mind's right... I feel like you perform better well, for me anyway. You know, if I if I can go home and have a, a bit of a cheat meal um, every night, I'm um, you know living the dream. Because if you're training as hard as we're meant to be training, or as, as we are, and eating as clean as you're probably some other athletes, you mentally drive yourself insane. You know, you're training so hard and then eating salads for dinner, it's not the best. Any memory of Japanese food? The time you. Uh, <laughs> Escorted Jade Mitchell up there when he fought for the OPBF title. I'll forget that. You made that trip uh, amazing and I'm hugely grateful for that. And um, I must say Japanese food is not my (laughs) go-to, respectfully. Shied away from uh, any approaches from Don King or anything like that. He hasn't tried to. Uh, he actually did. I was, <laughs> yeah, he actually did. I, I was um, just uh, saying that as a just a piece of humour. But the great Don King is yeah. trying to get his talents into you. Is so he? I was um, over there last year. Yeah, and <laughs> he was there, and obviously I was inducted as the world number one, and they got me up on the stage and stuff. And then his um, his stepson Carl Carl King come out, and um, they both come up to me and said, "Yeah, we would love to." to promote you and have you on our shows. And they just signed Adrian Broner, who's a former world champion, one of the most skillful um, Mayweather prodigies. And, um, yeah, we, we declined that. But, um, yeah, it was nice to be, I mean, approached. Did they <laughs> actually give you a tangible offer or just uh, were just uh, feeling, just well, he said, testing the water? He said, I'll make you a very wealthy man. So I just, for me... Uh, along with him. Correct, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so on that... Do you do you have a team of um, 
lawyers or attorneys, or do you have a particular uh, people from the lawful uh, law side of it that uh, go over the contracts with a fine tooth comb yeah. and read the small print and how big are the contracts Correct. and that would be pretty uh, vital to do that. I'd yeah, suggest. I never, I never, never did have those because I was always, um, you know, I trusted pretty much everybody, which was you know first mistake, the first mate. mistake yep. I made. I learned that pretty, um, pretty late in my life, which I'm. Super not happy about, but um, yeah, now we've got lawyers, and every basically every time I sneeze, it goes through lawyers, and everything has to be professionally done because now the money, you know, it's big money, and everyone wants to put their hand in the pie and, and grab a slice. So um, at the moment now, yeah, we've got everything being read and looked over. So Michael, we feel uh, pretty privileged, uh, John, don't Absolutely we? Uh, because I tell you why. Beside him uh, going over to fight for us, um, uh, we're preempting uh, the announcement of this. This is going to go out on our podcast uh, today, and uh, scooped it, Sam. We, we have uh, scooped it uh, um, thanks to uh, Mr. Tonic, or you, thank or you, or Manny, or someone, or maybe you, Sue. I don't know. Um, but, so we feel very, very privileged to be doing this. Now, I, I just want to have you, have you ever modelled yourself on anyone? Uh, uh, as people, uh, the great fighters, whether they're in your uh, uh, weight category or not, have you, have you ever looked at someone and thought, that's the way I want to fight, or is it just a thing that's innate? It comes from uh, uh, your dad and your mum. Nah. Yeah. I just, I don't know, I just try to be me. I mean, there's a lot of fighters out there that try to imitate Mike Tyson, and I mean, you know, it's like the great Sam so- uh, Solomon. You know, no, it's trying to be his style, it's never going to happen. You know, that's that's Sammy's style, and it works for him. And I feel like just being yourself, and that's all I've done. I've just gone out there and, and just been Michael Zarafa, and um, you know, if if that doesn't work, that's God's plan. Are you a fan of the current trend of ice bathing, Michael? Yeah, lately I've been doing it flat out. I've been doing it twice a day. Um, after my first session, straight after my second session, uh, last night was a was a freezing one. It got down to about four degrees, and straight after a session, it felt grouse. But yeah, I feel the the mind and everything works. Um, yeah, a treat. Just on that, I I know uh, John Locko and uh, uh, Johnny Van Wisser. They can lie in an ice bath. I know this for <laughs> forty five uh, forty five minutes. I'm not. I'm. If someone told me that's good for you, I'd like to know the reasons why that's good for you, John. Well, Sam, you've actually sold John Van was short because forty-five minutes is half an hour say, short yeah. of his uh, oh, really? of his record. So, but he, I, he has I, something wrong with him. And I have got it all on footage. Johnny's like laying the ice bath, full ice bath, yeah. for an hour and fifteen. I've Holy mackerel! And he's one man that like I, I just like you said, he's he's crazy. He, he is a freak. He's a phenomenal he athlete. And no, um, I beg to differ. There, he's the sanest, loveliest person oh, ever. I've had the pleasure. I've had the pleasure of meeting him, and he's an absolute champion. But in that. terms of like his mental, you know, state and going to his his competitions yeah. and stuff like that, I've never met anybody on that on don't that path. Def- don't defend John Ben, it, mate. He is abs. Anyone who would lie <laughs> in an ice bath for an hour and a half, there is some. There is something subhuman about him, and I, I know I love him. You know, we know I, you do, Sam. You've been a massive supporter. That is extraordinary. Now, um, uh, um, uh, what? Michael, I was trying to look at the next question. I now I've left this, Michael. Thank you, Sue, uh, and uh, thank you to uh, Packy, Mackie, Packy, Manny, Manny. I know that Sue said I've forgotten your name, Uh, Michael. I've left this to the last. What? What are we? What are we? What are? What are we? um, What might we get out of this fiscally? 
financially? What might, if you took the title, what uh, what might it be worth to you? Or don't you want to say that? Uh, look, this is it's a good payday. It's, it's <laughs> yeah. well and truly six figures, but um, you know, winning this belt, it's six uh, figures. Yeah, it's and then it goes into sevens. If we yeah, and, and you get us, yeah, and you get us. Slice of the pay TV thing, or is that all just? Uh, that's nothing to do with you. No, it is. Um, we're still in negotiations, and the contracts haven't officially been. You know, so, I mean, the fight has, but in terms of that deal, hasn't. And um, but yeah, like I said, we win this fight, and it, we we step it up into the seven figures, which is. And who uh, sank? Who who checks, John? You might say this. Who who uh, vets the referees? Because uh, if you, if it comes down to human judgment or human. Um, a human uh, being paid, you know, human corruption. Had who who had you have a say in who referees the thing? No, nah, sadly, when you go overseas, that's just how it's a sanctioning body. Yeah, it's a sanctioning body. bodies, and you know, by luck, if they want to throw an Aussie in there, I, I, which I very much doubt, I'm pretty sure it'll be three Americans, maybe even a Cuban for him. But um, you know, well, that's well, hang on. So a Cuban for him? That you you should you should veto that, can't you? Veto that? No, nah, we got we don't really have a say. It's basically this is it. You shut up, get in there, and get your. Well, chances. why would they put it? Why would why would a boxing federation put a a countryman of the person who's fighting in to be a referee? That is that is just asking for. Uh, Mm. Asking for a controversy, Mm-mm. surely. Johnny will probably can answer. He's been in the corner for the great king. Well, we saw that with Sam yeah. Solomon. In the end, Sam, you've just got to cop what you served, otherwise the fight doesn't happen. And when Sam won his world title in Dusseldorf in 2014, when he beat the, the drug-enhanced star Felix Strum, um, that fight was on and that fight was off and it was on and off, you know, uh, an hour before it actually eventuated. So it, it's, it's a very controversial circumstance. In the end, you either step up and fight and take what you find, or you don't fight at all. Correct, yeah. And fighters will step up and fight. Now, I've uh, met you a couple of times. I've got a feeling you've got more ink. Uh, more ink has uh, been put onto the body since I saw you last, or maybe you were wearing a long sleeve shirt the no, last no, time no, you I came. No, no, I have. I am. Um, yes, I'm, you've got. Uh, who have we got? Uh, uh, is that it's who? all religious. All religious. Religious. I, um, I had some tribal last time you met me, which yep. was a bad decision when I was a young, Good. young lad. But so um, you're a believer. Yeah, I am. Yeah, I'm Catholic. I've yeah. been brought up the Catholic way. I mean, everyone could be a little bit more religious. I feel I'm. Yeah. I'm not a, a preacher. No. But, um, you know, come fire time and and whatnot, I get pretty religious. And um, as yeah. uh, as someone said when uh, the bloke crossed himself in the ring as the bell went, he said, "Does that do any good?" He said, "Not if he can't fight it, does not <laughs> Well, that's exactly right. You know, it's, it's that extra one percent, like everything else. Yep. I just go in there and that's a belief in the back yeah, of your mind that someone's a, uh, correct with you. Even if it doesn't go your way, at least you come out healthy. You know, if he does, he might not give you the fight, but he'll keep you healthy. Well, what do you reckon, Johnny and Sue? That's fantastic, uh, and Manny. Um, what, what, we oh, just we just one question yeah, before mate, I go, go Michael. You win, and we want that to happen, and we want Tim Zoo to win, and it sets up a magnificent contest between you two. Where is the likely venue? Well, that's the biggest fight at the moment and, and the promoters and my promoters and everyone wants that fight to happen and to unify for the world title will be huge. And, you know, he said he doesn't want to come to Melbourne back then and I said, well, I don't want to go to Sydney, you know, obviously just to play the same game he's playing. So it'd probably be in a neutral, um, you know, state, whether it be Brisbane, Perth. And it would be for your middleweight title, presumably. Correct. Yeah. So yeah, well, we meet halfway as, as a catchweight because he holds lot. a belt, I'll hold a belt and we catchweight it at 71 maybe. That was the very last question I was going to ask. Sorry, Sam. No, I 
because I'd forgotten to ask it. So, John, <laughs> uh, and uh, say welcome to John and goodbye to him because he'll never be on again. So, people <laughs> have heard, the him, show. <laughs> heard him for the first time and uh, the last time. So, thank you, John. Thank you, Sam. <laughs> uh, so, on will we be? Will obviously be able to um, pay. 69 bucks, won't yep. we, on uh, March the 31st, or that'll probably be the 1st of uh, March, uh, April, won't it? April Fool's Day. Yeah, yeah, uh, yes, there, it me speaking Correct. off mic, Don. Uh, April Fool's Day. Uh, let's hope Correct. that's not a moment. Um, so we'll be paying 69 bucks. We might all come and watch it on this thing here. Look, that'll be that'll like be being good. in the ring. That's the biggest television I've ever seen there. We've got that <laughs> in the warehouse here. Uh, so Michael and Manny, uh, Michael Zarafa and Mr. Manny Zarafa, Thank you so much for coming in. Uh, pointless using those glib, trite things saying good luck and we hope you bring the belt back. <laughs> Why would you bother saying that, John? We might even go to Las Vegas, Sam. We might? We might even go, Sam. Might we? On what basis, John? To watch Michael Fox. No, you idiot. Uh, what, what, uh, what, <laughs> well, we're fans. To get a ticket and be packed out. Where is it? Actually, it's... Oh, so it's, it's T-Mobile Arena, so it's huge. Yeah, what do in they Vegas. do? What do they do there? They play basketball there, do they? Or they gridiron, do, or yeah, what? All the so all the biggest fights, Canelo's fought there against yeah. Triple G, and they do yeah all the huge stadium um, events. Uh, events, yeah. yeah. Michael Zarafa, thank you so much for coming in, Manny. Uh, we wish you all the best, of course, thank and uh, we can't wait till the thirty first of March. Thank you. Thank you.